Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today... I'll be sharing some tips and tricks and questions that we are getting all around GA4. If you are one of the lucky ones that still has Universal Analytics, consider yourself lucky. Just personally, as I've been popping around the various accounts, uh, I've started to see more and more UA accounts that have shut down. Typically at the top of UA, I mean, obviously you'll see zeros, but it'll say this property has stopped uh, processing data. That's typically the telltale sign. All right, so let's jump into a couple things in GA4 learnings. Number one is the real-time reporting. I would say that's probably in the top three questions, concerns that either we are getting or I see being talked about in the community. And honestly, I don't know if that is going to change. So I think the common use case is utilizing intraday reporting for either monitoring campaigns, ads, whatever it might be. And you just don't get that with GA4. You have the real-time report, which will show the last 30 minutes, but you can only go, you can really can only take that so far. And I haven't seen anything or heard anything out of Google that would tell us to expect this to change. But with that said, in June, Google had eight new releases, new feature updates to GA4. I've already seen several in July. So it's not that GA4 as you know it today is going to be the same. Honestly, by the time you listen to this podcast, which could be 24 hours after I record it, things have likely changed again because there are little nuances that are being updated almost daily, it seems. But back to real-time reporting. So here here are some things that I'm seeing other other customers and brands do. Number one, reverting back to Shopify analytics. So relying back to Shopify analytics is some something that uh, someone mentioned to me this week. I think this is this can be okay. It's not necessarily a knock on Shopify. I would say historically. Before GA4, when I, would, when I would ask the question, why don't you use Shopify Analytics and instead you rely on GA, the answer was typically gaps in attribution. So if you were just to look at percentage of orders that are attributed to campaigns or channels in Shopify compared to UA, you might have 50% attributed conversions or you look at it the other way, 50% direct in Shopify versus looking in UA where you might have 80% attributed to some sort of channel and uh, 20% direct. So that's one, uh, that was typically one answer. Uh, and then the other obvious one is being able to drill down quickly, whether it's um, multiple dimensions, so landing page plus campaign, landing page plus source medium, starting to look at different user journey metrics like a report that has product views and add to carts and begin checkout, et cetera. But obviously, if you just really just need feedback on how campaigns are performing, or just how the business is performing, then the Shopify analytics dashboard would be one to, to fall back on. So that's one. Another one, which is, this might be for slightly more sophisticated brands or, or those that have teams to help manage is utilizing the BigQuery streaming service. So GA4, hooking that directly up to a BigQuery stream and just sitting reporting on top of that. Typically, that data availability is significantly more, it's just faster intraday versus the UI that if you were to go into the GA4 UI and try to do that reporting. 
So that is another one that we're seeing talking to someone a couple of days ago, and they just wanted to frankly look at their, it was just channel performance. So what UTM campaign or source medium, what's how, how are different things performing today? And in that you can use Elevar. You can use either the real-time reporting view inside your dashboard, or if you go to the attribution feed, which would just basically, historically that's been the transparency data dump of Here's all the information that we've collected on every order. So first touch, last touch, click IDs, various dimensions that you can add on to that. We've had a few folks that are using that and just built a, again, a way to, you can export it. So you can export 24 hours, seven day, 30 days, and just add some reporting around that. And that's pretty real time. That's going to be within a few minutes. So that's, and by the way, if you end up using that, we haven't really touched that at all. We haven't modified that feature at all. And months. If you like it or you'd like to see changes or visualizations to that, please let me know because we've been talking a lot about this as the transition to GA4 has been coming out. And there's things that we could be doing with that that we are not today. But if you would like us to to do something with that and have ideas, just reach out to me and uh, I can hop on a call and just go through your feedback. The So there's been a couple other apps. So in, in our GA4 Slack group, uh, John shared, uh, again, just another tool potentially just to get your basic information, page view sessions, uh, some other common e-com metrics. But I would say this is one that we'll continue to see a lot of innovation from, whether it's from Google or other apps. But this is pain point, I would say, in that top three, especially once all UA accounts shut down. I feel like that we've still had a little bit of a crutch with UA available for most of us in most of July. All right. Next up will be just looking at landing page by campaigns. So there on, on LinkedIn last week, and I shared it in our strategy of the week email that goes out to our customer list, just going through the differences between user scoped, session scoped, event scoped dimensions inside of GA4. Universal Analytics, what pretty much every report you looked at was very session. So everything was session based. GA4, you have user, session, and then event. So user is, is going to be the way that Google can connect uh, users through different signals and device IDs and all their all their magic they have. Session scoped is going to be, again, that existing session. The one nuance here with session scoped is a user can actually have multiple. So let's say I I click on a Facebook ad and come to the site, and then there's another source medium that comes in. So let's say I click on a coupon site within the same period, within like a 20-minute period, 15-minute period. That won't reset the session in GA4. So in Facebook to affiliate, so if you just look at those two connections in a path, in your session scoped reports, everything that you're looking at will still reference the Facebook inbound click. So that's probably not a huge use case, but just something the the way that session breakages happen in GA4 is not the same as UA. And then the event scoped. So this would be, you have a purchase event. What was the attribution associated to that specific event? So purchase event, add to cart event, product view event. Uh, most will just have purchases configured as a primary conversion, but I'd recommend think of conversions like goals in UA. So you can, you can enable email, add to cart, initiate checkout, purchase. And then within your report, you can, when you're looking at the landing page report or others, you can look at conversion rate for a specific conversion. So in that column, this is where a podcast will be a little bit more difficult versus uh, showing you. But if you're looking at the landing page report, which is in the, I think it's in the acquisition report, but in the column, you'll see conversions and there's a little drop down you can click into to change the conversion that you're looking at. So you can go to the landing page report and then add on a secondary dimension. So what you are very commonly used to inside Universal Analytics, 
And I would also edit that report to look at uh, your session conversion rate. So landing page report inside the engagement tab on the left nav, and you can edit this. So by default, it's gonna have your metrics like sessions, users, average engagement time per session, conversions, total revenue. You can edit this to add conversion rate, session conversion rate into this, and then add a secondary dimension of campaign or source medium. So you can do this within the UI. You could, in theory, export this out and do analysis in Google Sheets. But that is another common question that I've seen of just how can I, I'm used to looking at landing page performance from either yesterday or the, the previous week and looking at it by campaign source medium. So that, that is something that you can do in GA4 today. The other one that we typically, I would say this isn't super common with most folks, but if you are very heavy into conversion rate optimization and just, I would say, n analyzing your behavior on site, one thing that is we are still lacking is behavior event tracking conversion rates. So think about if you have event tracking tied to your main navigation and you want to look at how many people are clicking on each main nav item and what the conversion rate, so the session conversion rate or revenue associated with people who interacted with that. We don't have that in its entirety today like we are used to in Universal Analytics. So if you are, if you use our Chrome extension, for example, in UA, that would either be something we would set up for you or you would create and push all that event data to Universal Analytics. And then you can look at your event category, event action, event label, and look at conversion rates associated to those. Personally, for myself, I've power user of that for 10 plus years. That was my go-to for, I needed to dive into a site and start analyzing performance for conversion rate hypotheses of what's working well, what's not working well, and try to tie that to UX changes, ideas, features, et cetera. That is still a gap in GA4 that uh, I think we've, believe that's coming, the ability to attach conversion rates to those events, but it's not here yet. Again, by the time you listen to this, it, it, might, be, it might be there. Closely related to that, uh, actually, before I move on, that doesn't mean don't add this, don't add the event tracking for all of your different actions on site. So your banners, your nav, your features on a product page, like size guide clicks, you still want to add all of that tracking so you have it. And then hopefully there'll be a little button that Google adds to uh, our, our variety of various things we can do in GA4. And then we can look at conversion rate data associated with those events that are tracked. The other one, the page performance. So the page value inside of UA, probably not as critical for e-com if you have everything else at your disposal. But personally, so for, for myself and analyzing our, our own marketing site, I would rely on page value. I would say it's like one of those medium, medium important metrics. So we rely a lot on people coming in through our blog and writing different articles and things of that nature. So the page value, it's not I don't expect someone to Google whatever GTM Shopify or Facebook conversion API Shopify or, or iOS 17, 16, land on our blog and then sign up uh, for a trial right away. But we would have different conversions set up. So whether it was booking a demo or viewing our pricing page or taking some other action that was critical in our funnel on site and have a value associated with that goal, that was a way for for me or our, our team to evaluate what content is actually performing for us. There's hacky ways to try to do this in GA4. I honestly, there's bigger, bigger fish to fry for you if you're listening to this uh, on the ecom side, where I wouldn't necessarily go that route yet. But that is that is one if you relied on that in UA. If you do have a blog where you're driving traffic, you won't get that page value metric out of the box. Uh, but this is where if I go back to the conversion events. 
So if you have a blog, you likely have some sort of email sign up or quiz or, or some call to action in your piece of content. Make sure that's tracked as an event, mark that as conversion, and then you can look at pages and you can potentially drill down into conversion rate for those specific events or just look at the raw events that are happening on that page. And if need be, pull that into Data Studio and create a calculated metric to calculate a conversion. So number of people, number of sessions who viewed that page or page views, and then look at the number of conversions that you had. So that was the, the page value one that's still a little bit of a unknown data thresholding. This is also one that if you are fairly new to just popping around GA4 and looking at different reports, this one will get you because you don't notice it right away. So you might look at two different reports and revenue and conversions are completely different, like off by 50%. The most common reason that I've seen and we've seen for this is because of thresholding that is applied to that report. So what this means is Google is essentially sampling the data to, this is if you're using a specific reporting identity. So inside your property settings, and I'll, there's a link to a PDF I'll have that'll go through what I'm talking through here if you want to take a look in more detail. But in your GA4 property settings, there's reporting identity that gives you options for blended, observed, or device-based. By default, you'll be on blended. So this allows Google to utilize Google Signals and other ways to try to connect sessions and users and backfill data. When that is selected on the reporting side, you'll see this thresholding applied. And it's essentially, without giving verbatim, the explanation is preventing anyone from being able to drill down to target a, like a specific action and tie that back to a specific user. The symptoms you'll see of this, will, there'll be a red triangle at the top of the report. It'll just be like a little red warning triangle. And yeah, just keep that in mind. The other way you'll see data that's really weird. So if you see really weird conversions or user and session metrics that are way off, if you're creating a custom report or even editing an existing report is if you start blending different scopes. So if you start blending session scopes with event scopes or user scopes, that will also cause what you see on the screen in your report that can cause data to be skewed. So it's not, not directly connected to thresholding at all, but similar symptoms if the data looks way off. So let's say you're, you're looking at a report that either you edited or created and you don't see thresholding applied, but the numbers still seem really, they just don't make sense. Check that you don't have a uh, different, uh, different mix of scopes. All of the user scope sessions will start with first. So it'll be like first source medium, first campaign. Session scoped will all start with session. And then event scope metrics, they'll just be like source medium or campaign. It won't have first or session in the front. So keep that in mind when you are viewing your reports. The next item that I wanted to talk through is looking at purchase events or just data in general. So this one hopefully will be, won't be an issue for too much longer, but since we still see the pop-up in many accounts that we go into, just make sure that you are, if you have set up GA4 through Alibar, or if you are not an Alibar customer, if you set it up in another way, so you are, you, you're you tracking GA4 events through Google Tag Manager or Alibar or some other service or the native Google channel, double check and make sure that you in the property settings that you do not have universal analytics data automatically synced to GA4 that will cause over reporting. Uh, again, in the, the PDF that'll be linked in the show notes, there's a couple different places to look at this. One would be in your property settings uh, and then go into your tag settings and there's an option that says detect universal analytics events. So toggle this off and then you can also go into your universal analytics property and go into property linking and just make sure that your UA account is not linked to GA4. If you have audiences and users and all that to go through, you want to make sure those are still in place. But we can we still see this pop up where 
Google has automatically uh, started sending or linked those your UA to GA4 properties, then it just inflates purchase conversions, even though there's been no changes in tracking. The last one for today is going to be, um, this is a simple one, average order value. So you're typically, you're going to look at AOV or revenue per visitor in uh, UA. They do have this in GA4, but it is you don't see it in any of the reports by default. So you can edit the reports you're looking at and then add in average purchase revenue. So if you create an event scoped source medium or if Elevar created one for you, an event scoped a source medium performance report, which essentially is going to give you all of your conversions, a revenue, et cetera, for a specific channel, you can add in the average purchase revenue, which is essentially AOV from UA. So it does exist. It hasn't always been there. I don't know when they added it. So keep uh, keep that in mind. I lied. I had one more. Uh, how to view site speed in GA4. This actually continued to be a pretty common report and feature that people use in Universal Analytics. They don't have it in GA4. Uh, I do have a blog article that shows how to create this. I think I created a pre-built GTM container. So I'll also have a link to that in the show notes if you want to create that, or you can use other services out there that'll, again, you essentially add a script to your site and then start tracking site speed. But this, uh, this doesn't exist where you can start drilling down and look at what pages might be slower than others. Hopefully this was helpful. If you would like us to do a deeper dive on any specific topic with GA4, so let's say you wanted to do, you want us to do a really deep dive in real-time reporting and make it visual, so do a a video walkthrough potentially of the BigQuery streaming service or other methods to do real-time reporting or anything else, please let me know. I'll rely on your feedback to drive the content and knowledge share that we put into place. It doesn't just have to be a podcast. We can do this as a video. So let me know. Just shoot me an email, brad at getolivar.com or just LinkedIn messaging might be a little bit. Uh, you may get a faster response that way. And as always... I appreciate your feedback and we will see you on the next episode. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcast. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again.